Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I would like to say that I thank the Lord for another opportunity to invite us to have another chance that we have to assemble ourselves together. You know, there's a lot of places doesn't have this type of liberty which we've got right here where we can't assemble ourselves. Even I mentioned California, you can't sing in other places. And Canada here just not long ago, there was a pastor up there that uh, they jailed him at least two different times for having church up there, told him that they couldn't do that. And uh, he just went on to jail and said, you know, we're just going to mind God. We're just going to do what God tells us to do. So, yeah. That's what I'm here to do today, is just to mind God. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like to ask that you turn to the book of Hosea, chapter number 10. Hosea, chapter 10, and I'm going to be reading in verse 12. Bible said, sow yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. You have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, you have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou did trust in in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. That's as far as I'm going to read this morning. Most kind and gracious, Heavenly Father, as we come before you here this morning, we're just asking your blessings upon this service right here today. We ask that you bless your word. Lord, ask that you use us, Father, as your instrument right here this morning, Lord, and help us to not share our opinions, but, Lord, to share your word right here this morning. Most importantly, if there's any lost among us right here this morning, we ask that they be saved before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name we do pray, and amen. Amen. Hosea's mentioning right here in the 12th verse, he was speaking to a people and he was speaking to them in a language in which they could understand because basically they was farmers and he was speaking to them and he says, sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy and break up your fallow ground. And I got to thinking about that fallow ground and that fallow ground is some ground that was um, I guess you might say it was ground that had just been left barren for a while. It was something that uh, God had spoke to him about uh, in the Old Testament, in the laws, the law of the land. It said that, uh, that what you done is you, you would grow your produce or whatever off of that land for, I think, seven years. And after that seventh year, you had to let it lay fallow uh, for one year, three years, or five years, depending on what you was actually growing uh, on that particular piece of ground right there. And so uh, the Bible said, as Hosea was speaking to the people right here, he said, I want you to break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. How can I ask you a question this morning? What time is it? Uh, right here today for you. Uh, yesterday they uh, they made an announcement that it was football time in Tennessee. And so that, that was what time it was yesterday. And uh, we have t- different times of the season. You know, uh, foot, uh, hunting season is fixing to come about. So it's going to be hunting time for a little while. It's, 
It's going to be time for this and time for that. But yeah. can I ask you a question today? What time is it for you right here this morning? Uh, he said, break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord. Uh, can I ask you a question yeah. today? Uh, who are you seeking? What are you seeking? Yeah. What are you looking for today? Because this world is looking for something. Uh, they're looking for an answer for anything and everything under the sun. And they're looking for it in all the wrong places. They won't look for it in the Word of God. They won't look for it. Oh, my friend, uh, they don't look for it in the right places. But he said, sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in, in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Now, I want you to understand in verse 13, he said, you have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, you have eaten a fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. What are you trusting in? He said, you have trusted in your ways. And I'm afraid today that that's what we find ourselves doing. We, yeah. we trust in what we know. Yeah. In other words, when I get up in the morning, I trust that I'm going to be fit and ready to go to my job. And when I go to my job, I trust that uh, my job is going to provide for me and provide for my family and that they're going to take care of me in a time of need. Yeah. Uh, but can I say to you today, it's time uh, that we realize uh, that our jobs can fail us. Yeah. Yeah. It's time that we realize that our government can fail us. Yeah. It's time that we realize that other men will fail us. But he said it is time to seek the Lord. Yeah. You know why that is? Because he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, and I'll go with you all the way even to the end. He said, I'm not going to let you down. Hey, you come seeking after me? And he said, I'm not hard to find. I'm easy to find. Can I say to you today, he's not hiding from nobody. Yeah. He's right here in the wide open, and he's beckoning, and he's calling. Oh, my friend, he's calling to a lost and dying world out here today. And guess what's happening? We're turning him off. We're shunning him. We're not asking him to come into our... Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it like this. Oh, we don't even like him to come into our house anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's come to the point now where we don't even want him to come into our church. Yeah. We don't want God to come into our church anymore. Why is that? It's because, oh, my friend, when he shows up, they something happens. Yeah. <laughs> When God shows yeah. up on the scene and the word of God is spoken and preached about, my friend, and it comes to us and it starts telling to us, uh, showing us where we're failing, yep. what do we want to do? The first thing we want to do is run and hide. Yeah. Want to get away from it. I don't want to hear it anymore. We stop up our ears and we say, I don't want to hear this. Why is that? He said, because you said you've... you've he said, you have plowed wickedness. When you get ready to break up your fallow ground, can I say to you, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to get a plow. And you've got to go out to the ground that, that's laid fallow for a year or three years or five years, however long that it's been laying right there. Uh, my friend, and I say to you today, uh, that a lot of times when you do that, it's overgrown with weeds and uh, it's got little trees and everything else has grown up in it. Uh, my friend, and it's choked out everything uh, that is good. And you have to get out there and you have to start plowing it. Yeah. And when you start plowing it, that means you're turning something over. 
Okay, you're turning it over. You're turning it from one thing and you're turning it to another thing. How about me? Can I say to you today? There's a lot of people today, they say, I want to turn over a new leaf. I'll get right with God when I can do this and when I can do that. And let me go ahead and say something to you. I found out a long time ago, you go down here along any of these little branches and you find a leaf along the edge of the creek banks right down there and you, you see that it's all rotten and looking and, and you turn it over I'm going to tell you right now it's rotten on the other side too yeah. 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 it ain't just rotten on one side it's rotten on both sides so you turn over all the leaves that you want there ain't nothing on the other side of that leaf how about for another day more rottenness yeah. he said you've sown in, in, in iniquity you've uh, you've reaped in iniquity, you've sown in unrighteousness, you've reaped in your iniquities, my friend. Can I say to you today, uh, he said in one place, he said, whatsoever a man soweth, uh, that shall he also reap. Uh, my friend, if I go out here and I plant a tomato, I plant, my friend, I don't go out there uh, looking for an apple to be growing on it. Yeah. If I plant a tree out in the yard, uh, my friend, a banana tree, I don't go out there and expect to get oranges. I'm going to get bananas off of whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. He said, therefore, sow to yourself righteousness. How, my friend, can I say to you today, there's a lot of people today, you say, sow to yourself righteousness, and they say, what is righteousness? What is righteousness? It's just plain and simply rightness. It's just plain and simply doing the right thing. That's what righteous living is. It's plain and simply doing the right thing. And you'll never know how to go about doing that until you get into the Word of God. You can sit back all you want to and you can listen to your pastor preach to you. And you can listen to your friends, you can listen to your neighbors, and they'll tell you this, and they'll tell you that. And I'll go ahead and tell you this much. When when you get started looking into stuff like that, the first thing you know, you're getting yourself confused. There's a lot of different churches today going on in this world. And you say, well, I go to this church because I believe in just exactly the same things they believe in. And I believe this and I believe that. Let me go ahead and say something to you. I can probably pick ten of you out of this crowd right here today and take us off into a room and ask us all different questions or ask us all the same question and I'm probably going to get ten different answers. It's not about what you believe. And it's not about what I believe. It's what thus saith the word of the Lord. You see, I can lead you astray. You can lead other people astray. We can all be led astray. But the word of God won't do that. Why is that? It's because it's come right straight from the source. Okay, and so when we find ourselves... Uh, in a situation, my friend, of where that we need to break up our fallow ground, and I'm just going to go ahead and talk to you about the fallow ground right here for a few minutes, hey, because when I look at that fallow ground, I'm looking at the heart. It's what I'm assuming hey, that he's speaking about right here is the intent of our hearts. Yeah. And when I look out at the fallow ground and I see the fallow ground and I see how that the fallow ground is worthless. It's not doing anything right now. Let me ask you a question. What are you doing for God right Amen. now? Amen. Yeah. Oh, preacher, now you're going to start getting to meddle a little bit. Well, maybe I am. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I won't ever get to come back down here. I don't know. See, Tommy's in Florida. <laughs> he asked me to come. Yeah. 
So here's what I'm doing, okay? I'm going to ask for a self-examination yeah. right here this morning. Because it doesn't make any difference. You can examine, uh, you, you, you know, the Bible said that if we judge ourselves by ourselves, we're not wise. Yeah. So what do we judge ourselves by? We judge ourselves by the Word of God. Yeah. And if we'll judge ourselves by the Word of God, and when the Word of God comes to us, and when we take the Word of God and we allow it to soak into our heart, then it's going to start to break up our fallow ground. Amen. And when the fallow ground gets broken up, and most everybody around here, I'm sure, knows what I'm talking about when I say that you've got to take the plow and you've got to go across the ground and you've got to break that fallow ground up. How about then? Hey, it's just playing there in big clumps. At that point, it's still not fit to grow anything, okay? Yeah. After you do that, you've got to get a disc. And you've got to run that disc over it three or four times and break them big old clumps up uh, down into little smaller clods. When I was a kid, we used to do this with a horse. We had an old one-eyed horse, and, and, and my grandpa, I wasn't big enough to hold the plow, but he would plow the, the field up, and then he would run the disc of a thing over it. But uh, then he had this other thing, and I could run it. And I, it just tickled me to death to get to be able to walk behind that horse for a little while. Of course, as I got a little older, I got a lot lazier, and, and it got to be a job then, and I didn't want no part of it. But uh, my friends, uh, he had this thing, and he called it a hara. Hara, H-A-R-R-O-W, a hara. And he would hook that thing up to that old horse, that old one-eyed horse, and I would walk around behind that horse across that patch of garden right there, and I would break those clods up into, it would just be fine soil, just like when you step on it, your foot would sink down in it about this deep, you know, and, and when it comes to that, and when, it, when the ground got to that point, guess what? It was good ground. It was time to start sowing. It was time to start putting the seed out. Hi, my friend, can I ask you a question right here this morning? What condition is your heart this morning? Yeah. Is your heart in a condition right now? Hi, my friend, the word of, when the Word of God comes to it, it can start growing. When it can start, hi, my friend, multiplying in your life. Amen. How, what condition is your ground in? I'm asking a question and now nobody start trying to answer me. That's not what I'm here for. I'm just asking you a question and you have to do a self-examination Right now, what condition do I find myself in? Yes. You see, when I started looking at this, I had to do a self-examination of myself. And I had to look into, into my own heart, and I had to start looking. You see, uh, Jesus spoke about it over here uh, in another place. He spoke about it himself. I'm going to read you just a little bit right here in the book of Mark. He said, Behold, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. <laughs> and it came to pass as he sowed, he said, Some of it fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. What condition is your heart? He said, Some of it fell by the wayside. As he went sowing this seed that he was planting, that he was sowing, how my friend can I say to you today that when the sower is sowing right here, it's always the word of God that's what's being sowed. That's the important thing that we understand is that it's the word of God that's being sowed. He said, the air came and divided up and said some fell on stony ground. <laughs> 
where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was come up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. I'm afraid there's a lot of people today that has, has encountered that. They had the word, the word came to them, and they thought for a little while that they was ready to follow Jesus. Jesus mentioned to them one time, he said, when they said they was going to follow him, he said, where are you going to follow me to? He said, the fowls of the air have got nest. The foxes have got holes. But he said, I don't have anywhere to even lay my head. Where are you going to follow me to? And they, a lot of times we get to making these promises. I'll follow you, Lord, wherever you lead me. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. Really? Really? We talked about Paul over there in Sunday school this morning, how that Paul uh, was a great man and how that Paul started following Christ. Yeah. My friend, he followed him plumbing into the prisons. He followed him across bodies of water and was shipwrecked on islands. He followed him wherever that he led him to. And it's hard for us anymore just to follow follow him long enough to make it to the house of God, is it not? Amen. Look around. Look around, and I'm not just talking about right here. I'm talking about looking at churches all across this land today. They're sitting empty. Yep. Sitting empty. Why is that? It's because they fell on stony ground. And it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. He said some fell among thorns. And when the thorns grew up, it choked them out. Yep. The thorns grew up and choked everything out. My friend, let me say something to you. When you start allowing the things of this world to dictate to you how you're going to be, then we start letting everything else come between us and God. He said you cannot serve two masters. You're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. You'll cling to one and not cling to the other. How my friends, you choose you this day. Joshua told the people. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. He said, if you want to serve God, then serve God. If you want to serve Baal, then serve Baal. But make a choice and choose you this day who you want to serve. Amen. But then in verse 8, said, and other fell on good ground. That's the ground I'm talking about. That's the ground that's been plowed up and disked up and hard up and tilled up, however you want to put it, my friend, Uh, the ground that was ready to receive the word of God. And when yeah. the word of God was received with great joy, my friend, the next thing you know, the Bible says one planteth, one watereth, but God gives the increase. Amen. Yeah. So when the seed comes through, the word of God comes through and it falls and it lands on good ground, it may not be that day that that person gets saved. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of times we get we get to thinking that God works on our time. Yeah, amen. God's going to move when I want God to move. In other words, we say, well, I've got so-and-so to come to church with me today because I think they need to be saved. And they come in and then they hear a message of God and we think, what's going on? Why didn't they get saved? They should have got saved today. What is going on? Did the preacher not preach the right thing? Bible said that let the seed, in other words, the word, fall on that good ground. And if that ground is ready 
And if that ground is prepared and that seed falls on it, the next thing you know, uh, there's another one that's going to come along and he's going to pour just a little bit of water on there. You understand uh, that if you just go out and throw seed on the ground and it doesn't ever get water, it's not going to make it. You understand that? It's got to be watered. And when I look at water and I start representing water in the Word of God, that's representation of the Holy Spirit of God, uh, my friend. And without the Holy Spirit of God... Moving in on the word of God, then it's not going to ever grow. It's not ever going to do anything. It takes the spirit of God. He said, except the spirit draw him, he cannot come unto me. Now I say this, he also said, except you have the spirit of God living and dwelling on the inside of you, he said, you are none of mine. Now that's his words. That's not my thoughts. That's not my opinions. That's his word. Without the Spirit, he said, you are none of mine. But he said, other fell on that good ground, and he said, listen what he said, and it did yield fruit. It started bearing fruit. I want to tell you something. I've got some kind of a tree out there in front of my house, and I don't even know what kind it is, but right now it's got some little old green berries on it. And I got to look at them little old green berries the other day, and it was, some of them had fell off, and I've got this little uh, little black and tan dots and weenie dog, and I was taking that little dog out there, and he's picking them things up and eating them just as fast as he can get to them. And I'm thinking, you don't even know what you're eating, dog. I don't know what it is, and you don't know what it is, but you're scooping it up and you're eating it. A lot of times I'm afraid it's the same way. We come into the house of God and we don't allow anybody to stand up and proclaim the word of God to us or, or try to preach them. Unfortunately, a lot of times they start preaching opinion and we just scoop it up and run with it. I heard this fellow one time and he was he was preaching. He was a black man and he was preaching and he said uh, he got the first church he ever pastored. Uh, he said that he got to talking to this elderly uh, black man who was also his former pastor, I think. And he said, I got to talking to him and telling him about how spiritual my church was. And he said, is that right? And he said, oh yeah. He said, they're spiritual. He said, they shout the house down. They lift the roof off with the singing and with the shouting and the praising. He said, let me come over and preach to them one time. He said, okay. He said, we'll see how spiritual they are. Now, he said, he got up. He said, he said, now, he said, this man came in and he said, he got up behind the pulpit and he said, he never did even open up the Bible. He said, he stood up back there and he said, I can remember when I was a youngin'. He said, Mama used to get that old cast iron skillet out. He said, oh, Amen. Amen on that cast iron skill. Said she started talking, or he started talking about what different kinds of food that she cooked in that cast iron skillet. And he said, they all raising them hands and a hooting and a hollering and a going on. And he said, when it was all said and done, he had went through a whole meal right there in the whole course and the whole nine yards. Said, and he looked over at me and he said, now is that spiritual? He said, we ain't even mentioned God one time here. We've not mentioned Jesus Christ one time right here. And he said, they're just shouting the house down. we got to ask ourselves the question, what are we worshiping? Yeah. Who are we worshiping? Are we serving a God, the almighty God? Or are we serving a 
running after something else that the world has got thrown out in front of us right here today. I mean, we just got to ask ourselves this question. Because if any man, we look at this over there in Sunday school this morning, Paul said, if any man comes and preach any other doctrine, let him be accursed. If any man comes and preaches anything other than Jesus Christ and him crucified, let him be accursed. In other words, let me just go ahead and get personal about it for a moment. If anybody comes in here and starts preaching to you about primitive Baptist organization, don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. If anybody comes in and starts talking to you about a Pentecostal church, don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. If anybody comes in and starts talking to you about Catholicism, don't pay much attention to that. But if anybody comes in and starts talking about the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his finished work, did anybody catch that? His finished work. Because it's not that I can add to or take away anything from what he's done. But the Bible said he fulfilled everything right down to the jaw and to the tittle. He fulfilled everything, my friend, that the law required. Amen. Therefore, once and for all, he died one time, one time only, on the cross of Calvary. And when he did, the Bible said he yielded up the ghost. He gave up the ghost and he cried out and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. How my friend, he gave up the ghost and he died right there. They took him down off of the cross and they carried him and they laid him in a borrowed tomb. And they said, we got him. We got him. He walked through and he went proclaiming himself to be the son of God. And this was the church now that was doing all this to him. This was the church, my friend. As they come and they got him and they said, we've killed him, we've crucified him. We've got him now laying in the heart of the earth. He's dead and he's put out of our sight, out of our mind. We ain't got to deal with him. We ain't got to worry about him any longer. But thanks be unto God, the Bible said on that third and glorious morning that when... They come down, they went down to the tomb, they went down there, and they was going to anoint his body with spices. And the Bible said that when they got down there, they found that the stone had been rolled away. And the Bible said that they went in there and they looked. My friend, when they went in and looked, they found out that Jesus wasn't laying there any longer. My friend, can I say to you today, that when they found that, it scared them. They said, they've come and taken our Lord away. They've come and removed his body. We're not going to be able to do this to him that we need to do unto him. We're not going to be able to anoint his body. But as she stepped out of the door, the Bible said, Why seek you the living among the dead? Do you not remember what he spoke to you? Do you not remember when he told you that uh, that he was going to rise again on that third day? Do you not remember that? How my friend, I'm afraid a lot of times we forget what thus saith the word of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. When he says, I've got this, when he looks around at us and he tells us, Don't worry, there's things going to come up in your life. See, here's our problem. We look at the circumstance. We look at the situation that we have found ourselves in. 
we find ourselves a lot of times in a situation where we think that there's no hope. We think that there's no possible way that we're ever going to be able to overcome this obstacle that's been placed in front of us. I got thinking about that. Uh, that time when uh, David was up on the mountain, when he come walking up on the mountain right there, the Bible said that they looked down across the valley of Eli down there, and down there in that valley, uh, my friend, let me tell you something. There's a lot of times we don't want to go to the valley. We're already up on the mountain, and we say, why would I want to come off this mountain and go down into a valley? Why would I want to do that? Can I tell you something? When we find ourselves in the valley, a lot of times that's where we find our strength. And when we find ourselves in the valley, that's when we get stronger. And my friend, that's when we can actually try God. Yeah. Yeah. Bible said David looked off down into that valley and he said, Who is that uncircumcised Philistine that he might be standing down there to find the army of the living God? Who is that? Shut up, David. You don't know what you're saying. You're just a little bitty boy. You don't know what you're talking about. This is the army standing up here, yeah? You're an army, all right. You're standing up here shaking in your shoes because there's one little giant standing down there that's hindering you from moving forward. I believe David looked over at him and said, break up your foul ground. Break it up. It's time to seek the Lord. He took off down through there and he told Saul, he said, I can take him, I can beat him, I can defeat him. There ain't nothing to him. A lot of times I'm afraid today how the doctors will come to us and they'll tell us there's some kind of sickness that's come up in our lives and that's just like that giant that was standing down there in the valley of Eli. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? David didn't ask how I'm going to do it. He said, he told Saul, he said, listen, he said there was a bear come out of the woods. And he said then there was a lion come out of the woods. And he said God protected me from that bear and from that lion. And he said I slew them and I smote them and I killed them. And God delivered them into my hands. And he'll deliver that big giant into my hands also. Saul said, well, here, take my armor and go. And David went trying to put his armor on. And he said, I can't even pick this up. This stuff's bigger than I am. How would I be able to fight wearing this stuff? I've not proved it. I've proved this slingshot over here and these little rocks. So he, the Bible said he went down and he picked him five smooth stones up. And he broke up his fallow ground. And he got off down there. And the Bible said that he got off down there and that giant standing up there wagging his head back and forth. What do you think I am? Do you think I'm some kind of a dog that you would send this ruddy little lad at me? What do you think I am? Do you think that that's going to stop me? Look at the size of me. Look at how big I am. Look at how great I am. See, a lot of times I'm afraid that's where we fail when we start thinking about how great we are. Instead of thinking about how great God is. Y'all know the story. He took that one of those smooth stones and he placed it in that sling and he gave it a couple of twirls and he let go of that thing and the hand of God caught that stone and took it and embedded it right in that giant's forehead. The Bible said he fell over just like a mighty oak tree. He hit with a thud and David didn't even have no way of killing him. He took off running over to him though. 
took the giant's own sword out of his sheath, out of his scabbard, if you will. Drug that thing out, and can you imagine the size of that sword that that giant had and how little David was and how David most likely had to get that thing out and he had to come way around like this and come around because he wasn't able to wield that sword. You know, when we think of a sword fight, we see somebody doing this. Yeah. He couldn't pick it up. He had to come around more or less like taking an axe to bust, bust a block of wood. And he come down and he cut that giant's head off. And then he reached down and got it and held it up. Said, do you see this? Do you see this uncircumcised Philistine? Do you see what's going on right here now? Army of the living God. Can you see the power of God now? Yeah. Bible said that gave him hope. And that gave him strength. He talks about it over in the book of Revelations, how you've overcome by the power and the word of your testimony. David all of a sudden had a testimony. He held that head up of that giant and it gave uh, courage to the army of the living God. They came running down off the mountain and they fell in behind the Philistine army and they chased them and killed them all. Every one of them that they caught up to anyhow, they killed and they done away with can I say to you today that whenever somebody comes up and gives you some bad news, some discouraging news, just think about it as a giant standing in your path. And think about how that David was able to overcome that big obstacle that was placed in front of him. And we can overcome obstacles also. Break up your foul ground for it's time to seek the Lord. Don't worry about what the doctors tells you. Don't worry about what this this and says or what that one says. This and says you've got two months to live. There. I got two months till I get home. What's there to be scared of? I'm just moving from here to my real home. This home is temporal. I'm going to a place that's eternal. And when I get there, guess what? I'm not going to hop around anymore. I'm going to be able to use both of my hands again. <laughs> if I decide I want to take off on a little run, I'm going to be able to run. Yeah. If I decide, uh, my friend, that I just want to sit back and praise Jesus all day, I'm just going to sit back and praise Jesus all day. The Bible says we yeah. know not yet how we shall appear, but we know when we appear yeah. we shall be like him. Yeah. <laughs> What's my glorified body going to be like? I don't know, but I'm going to be like him. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. Amen. Yeah. Good enough for me. If it's good enough for him, then guess what? It's more than good enough for me. Yeah. Because it's a whole lot more than what I deserve. I thank God for your time and attention right here this morning. I don't know how you're going to close this service out. but I, Yeah, I don't. That's what I was going to say. I don't never like to not give an invitation. So, if you would, stand to your feet for just a moment. Get Justin to sing us a little word of invitation, a little song of invitation right here. And I'm asking you to search your own hearts. He said it's time for you to seek the Lord. 
Search your own heart right now. See if you need to break up your fallow ground. If there's something that's inside of you right now that's stony and it's hard and it's not allowing God to actually manifest in your life, then it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to break up your fallow ground. 